I believe that's the 27th, we're having our virtual communion. And so we want to encourage all of those that are members of this church here um, that you receive your emblems starting on next week, Wednesday. Um, they'll be here Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, as well as Sabbath, leading up until that time um, where we'll have our virtual communion with our churches in the SLAM area. Is that all right? Amen. Amen. And also, we just want to encourage um, each and every one of us um, as we still are mindful that we're in the COVID season, that we are uh, making sure that we are taking care of ourselves. Um, sometimes, you know, out of sight, out of mind. Sometimes the, the word of God reminds us that our people perish for um, the lack of knowledge and that if you don't keep the vision before the people, amen, uh, they'll become lax. And so I just want to just keep us on alert. Uh, just want to just keep reminding us, those that are at home, um, that we are to practice um, safe distancing and continue um, to wear our masks. Um, and so we just want to welcome each and every one of you here. Um, thank you for being in the, in the space tonight. Um, in the house tonight. Um, we thank each and every one of you for being here with us. So let's go ahead and go into our opening song. What a fellowship, what a joy divine when we all get to heaven. Come on, family. I think I started out on the wrong. Is that all right? Amen. Come on, we can just worship God in here today. the building. Come on, family. When we all get to heaven, sing. Sing the wondrous love of Jesus. Sing his mercy and his grace. In the mansions bright and blessed, he'll bring the world When we all get to heaven, Rejoicing that will be when we all see Jesus, we'll sing and shout of victory. Onwards walk the pilgrim's pathway, clouds will overspread the sky. But when traveling days are over, not a shadow. Of rejoicing that will be
the sky and call his people home. No more crying, no more tears, no more hurt, no more pain. I know we love it down here. I know we, some of us, we, we, have, we have a good life. Um, we're blessed and we're highly favored. But nothing compares to heaven. Nothing compares to heaven. So I can't wait for that day when my father calls me to that place. I want him to call us all together, though. Come on, somebody. Amen. Call me now, Jesus. Call me now. But I think I think all of us want to be in the earth made new. And so as we transition to our time of prayer, we want to be remindful. We want to be mindful of the fact that God is able um, and that he is able to do all things but fail. And as we go through these series, as we go through these topics of the tabernacle and the sanctuary, that it's our prayer that, that chains are being broken, lives are being enlightened, and individuals are being drawn closer to God. So at this time, as we lift up um, our prayer time, let's just bow with me as we look to the Lord in prayer. Our Father and our God, our Savior, again, we're so thankful for what you have done and what you are doing and what you are about to do. Uh, thank you for being the God of our lives. Thank you for seeing after us and, and just doing things that we, we couldn't do for ourselves. So, Father, we come with bowed heads and humble hearts. I'm seeking your face. I'm asking you to forgive us of our sins. Asking you, oh God, to cleanse us from all unrighteousness and allow your Holy Spirit to do what it do. To create in us a clean heart and renew the right spirit within us. That wherever we go and whatever we do, oh God, your name will be glorified. I just want to lift up before you those that are viewing online, on the internet. Um, that you will go through the wires, go through the, the internet cables, and that you would just touch the families, oh God. Let them know that you hear them. Let them know that you are concerned about them as well. Um, and that you have them in the palm of your hands, and the enemy can't pluck them out. We also want to be, actually to be with those that are here in the space tonight, um, that you will cover and keep as well. Had a high day today. But we're back here again. We're back here again, Father, to hear a word from you.
And so we bless you tonight. Cover all of those that are battling with challenges, battling with health issues, mental, social, financial, whatever it is. Cover it now. And again, we will be ever so mindful to give you all the praise, all the honor, and all the glory because you are a good God to us and we love you. Thank you again, Jesus. Have your way tonight. In Jesus' name, amen and amen again. Let's prepare our hearts as our worship team bless us with a special song.
it up one more time. Amen. Total praise. Amen. Praise God. Can we put our hands together for the for our worship team? God is good. And all the time. It's good to see you out tonight on this on this beautiful uh, Sabbath evening. Amen. Uh, we praise God for you. We know that um, the bed was calling. Amen. Do I have a witness in the house? Amen. I saw some hands go up. Okay, then. Uh, did you get a little? Did you get any? None? Amen. Well, I got about 30 minutes or so, I guess, 45 minutes. And then I had a 5 o'clock. How much? 10? 10 minutes? I had about 30, 30 minutes. I don't know. Two hours. Was it really? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was two hours. All right, she said it was two hours. Well, I had a five o'clock, so I had to I had to get up. It probably would have been four hours. <laughs> but praise God, we are here tonight, and um, we are able to press on towards the mark of the higher calling. Um, it is indeed a privilege to stand before you as we get into our work night. Listen, this is going to be a little different. We don't have the slides tonight, but um, we do have a word from the Lord tonight, and we're still looking at the sanctuary. Um, we're still looking at what God is doing in the sanctuary. Amen. Um, and so we will not be deviating from that theme tonight or throughout the rest of this revival. Um, but if you can just bow your heads with me as we look um, to the Lord in prayer as we open up our time together tonight. Um, loving Lord, our Father, again, we thank you so much for what you have done and uh, what you're doing and what you're about to do. We just ask that you will cover us um, and keep us um, as we look to you, the author uh, and the finisher of our faith. You are truly uh, an amazing God. Without you, we're hopelessly lost. Um, but with you, Father, we are more than conquerors. So um, have your way tonight. Do what you do. Um, lead us um, to your throne. And we will be ever so mindful to give you the praise, um, all the honor, and all the glory. Uh, thank you again for this privilege. In Jesus' name we pray. Let the people of God say amen and amen again. I'm entering into his sanctuary. This tonight we're looking at Christ in the sanctuary. Uh, Christ in the sanctuary. Uh, we understand and know even from Exodus 25, which is a couple of Bible verses. We'll be sharing a couple, uh, quite a few Bible verses with you tonight. Uh, but I want to start off with Exodus 25, verse 8, which lets me know, or which speaks to us, and says that, And let them make me a sanctuary that I might dwell with them. And we understand that this statement uh, right here is a very huge a huge, it, it, it carries a huge appreciation of the purpose of the sanctuary. Let me, let them make me a sanctuary um, that I may dwell among them. Uh, a very huge statement God is saying, what did he want 
them, meaning the children of Israel, when he gave this uh, a mandate to build the sanctuary, what did he want them to build this sanctuary for? What was the reason for it that he had that 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 he may dwell among them? As I said before, God has always wanted to have a loving relationship with His creation, with His people. There has never been a time when God did not want to spend time with you. Even when, if you go back in the Old Testament, when the world was at a place where it was so much sin in the world, where God said it broke his heart. It, 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 it's pain, God. God grieved at the fact that he made us. And even then, God still loved us and he still wanted us to be with him even though he was ready to take us out anybody have any children amen you ever ever been to a point in that relationship where you just wanted to take them somebody said thou past <laughs> let's just tell the truth and shame the devil up in here uh, 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 but God wanted to take us out, but it didn't stop him from loving us and from wanting us to be with him. Isaiah 55 verse 9 said, For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. This majestic being, this God who has space and the cosmos under his control has a vision of things that we cannot even comprehend. There are some things that God wants to unfold in our lives that our minds can't even comprehend. We can't even begin to formulate a thought on the things that God have in store for us. We look at what we see, but God look at what we don't see and what we can't see and what we don't have the ability to see. God looks beyond our faults and we and he see what we need. We can't see our faults for always trying to see what we need. And see, God does things in reverse. We need to take God's way and go about it God's and, and be on God's plan because his ways are so totally elevated above our ways and above our thoughts that it is beyond our comprehension. God wants to make his ways known to us, but not just telling us by the coming and to dwelling amongst humanity. In other words, he chose the Israelites uh, to be the people on earth that he wanted to commence this relationship with. God chose them to be the chosen people. God said, I want to be with you. And so we have to understand that the unity God has is an absorbing thing in his heart. Yet to see us human beings, it is impossible on our part as Adam and Eve has demonstrated that. It was very hard for them to spend that time with God after they sinned. And the truth of the matter is, even before they sinned, see sometimes we like to pick the story up after they sinned, but we have to understand 
understand that they were created perfect. Adam and Eve were perfect in their creation. Adam and Eve had perfect thought. They had perfect eyesight. They had perfect hearing. They had perfect understanding. Everything about them was perfect because God said it was. God said when he stood back and looked at Adam and Eve on that sixth day, he said they, everything was good. It wasn't just good, but it was very good. So we're talking about some individuals that had it together. Individuals that had everything lined up. Everything was working for them, but yet they allowed Satan to step in and manipulate them. Some say manipulate, but I'm going to say he manipulated them and he tricked them and they fell out of God's good grace. These individuals were perfect and even in their perfect being, they failed. So what that say to us in our sinful state? If these perfect beings couldn't stand in the presence of God, couldn't go without falling, couldn't go without sinning, then what make us created beings who are sinful by nature think we could live without God? And if I can just bag up just a few minutes and talk about the war in heaven, because even Lucifer and all of his glory and all of his splendor, and all of his righteousness as you as, as he thought was what uh, could not stand in the presence of God even Lucifer fell even Lucifer fell short so what does that say about you and about me and our sinful state how much more then uh, if these individuals who were created perfect these individuals who had it all together if they couldn't live a righteous life if they couldn't live a holy life uh, then what make you and I think uh, that we can live without God uh, in a sinful state in a sinful world uh, and everything about our thoughts is just constantly going away from the plan of salvation and so God said listen I see what you're up against I see what's happening in your members I see that as a result of the fall that you are getting older by the moments uh, that you're not able to think like you used to I realize that your body is getting a little feeble but maybe if I come down um, and spend some time with you maybe if I come down and dwell amongst you that you will be able to understand just by looking at the tabernacle when looking at the performances that needs to take place in the tabernacle that you will be able to understand um, my plan for your life if you're able to just see what you have to do see what's going on see how I had to kill a, a lamb just to clothe you to see how I had to step down and, and give up my only son just so you can have life uh, maybe just maybe if I lay it all out before you uh, that you will be able to understand maybe if I send someone with the word uh, and just speak into your spirit if I can just send somebody along your pathway uh, to just let you know that you are loved and that you are cared for and that you are somebody and that God desires you to be amongst his creation that God has a plan for you if I can just send somebody along your way then maybe 
just maybe you will be able to see uh, that I have it all worked out. I have it all put together. I have it all lined up. If you can just see uh, how I've laid things out, then maybe, just maybe you will be able uh, to see my plans. But the truth of the matter is, the truth of the matter is, uh, we still mess up. We still fall short. We still don't have it all together. And so we understand that God's, uh, the desire of God's wanting to dwell with humanity will be illustrated in the time when Adam and Eve had spent sinned against God. God always wanted to spend time with you and with me. I don't care how far you feel like you have drifted away. I don't care how far you think or uh, how much you have messed up. I, I don't care what, the, what they told you or what she told you or what he told you. We have to learn how to listen to what God told us. And God said, I want to dwell with you. I want to be in your world. I want to be in your every thought. I want to be with you when you make those decisions. I want to be with you when you choose that right person. I want to be with you when you open up your business. I want to be with you when you go get that new. I want to be with you. Everything about you. I want to be with you when you're going through the kitchen preparing meals. I want to have a conversation with you. So Romans, Romans 3.11 simply shares with us. He says, there is none that, under, that understandeth. There is none that seeketh after me. Even our righteousness is as filthy rags. Even on our best days. It can't compare to God. That's what Isaiah uh, 50, uh, 46, uh, 40, 40, uh, 64 verse 6 uh, uh, shares with us. It says, but we are all as unclean things and, and all of our righteousness is as filthy rags. We are messed up. We are broken. And God said, I just come to fix you. I come to help you out. And if I can just dwell with you. If I can just come and dwell with you, if I can just dwell with you uh, just for a little while, then, 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 then maybe you will be able to get things right. But, but, but we don't spend time with him like we should. Oh, okay, okay. Maybe, maybe, maybe I'm, I'm preaching to the wrong folk tonight. Maybe this message was for the church down the street. I, I, I said we, we, we don't spend time with God uh, uh, like we should. Uh, uh, we, 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 we allow things to get in the way. And if I can be transparent tonight, I tell you, there are times when it's a struggle for me to come and get this word out. There are, there are, there are times, uh, uh, you know, I'm sitting around, come on somebody, okay Lord, well let me, let me just get me in the kingdom then because there, there are times when I know I should be breaking open the word of God. Getting this word ready to feed some hungry folk. Folk come to the, to, the, to the church house expecting and looking for a word from the preacher. There are moments in my, in my experience, in my walk, where I'm sitting around and I'm enjoying uh, uh, watching uh, uh, the, um, uh, uh, the hell vision. Come on, somebody. Somebody call it a one-eyed demon. Can I just, am I in this by myself? Uh, uh, there are times that I just want to sit down and just do nothing. <laughs> and the spirit is tugging and the spirit is moving and the spirit is and throwing elbows at you and trying to kick you out the couch. And you just, you just, you just. 
Amen. Am I talking about somebody tonight? I see you looking at me. I see you looking at me. We don't do it, but God still desires to spend time with us. And so he said, let me have them put some effort into this. Maybe if I have them make this thing, you know, because God could have very well just spoke the sanctuary into existence. But he said, well, maybe if I have them put some elbow grease to it. Maybe if I have them uh, uh, sit down and, and measure out the dynamics and, and, and go hunt for the pieces and, and, and nail things together, then maybe they'll understand that sometimes, sometimes God has to allow us to go through the motion. Sometimes God has to allow us to go through the experience so that we'll understand just how much he loves us. You see, even as our minds that is absorbed uh, uh, with normal, carnal, fleshly ways, it is impossible to be in unity with God. And see, the initiative of being in communion with God, again, being is not from us. It, it comes from God. Because we can't do it. We don't know how to do it. Our bodies won't let us do it. And if it wasn't for God stepping in and nudging us and even at times picking us up when we don't know how we got started, how we got to point A to point B. And it was God that said, since you won't do it, let me help you along the way. And so Psalms, Psalms reminds us. Uh, Psalm 68, 18, that thou has ascended on high. Thou has led captivity uh, a captive. Thou has received gifts for men, yet for the rebellious also, that the Lord God might dwell among them. So this is not just for those that obey the law. This is not just for those who are doing things right, who are up at 5 a.m. on their bending knees in prayer. It's not just for those individuals who are out witnessing and sharing their faith, but this is for those individuals who even though they know they should they're not doing it God said I love them just the same there is no big eyes in there or no little use because at the foot of the cross is a level up and so God don't see you because you've been out for five hours and I've been out for three hours at the end of the day we all receive the same wages we all see the same result because that's the kind of God we serve Lord God understands. The Lord God came to dwell amongst us. Even though we were rebellious, God is a preoccupied with the desire of dwelling amongst us. He has an intense desire uh, to dwell among us in this situation by giving gifts to men. His gift is outpouring of his Holy Spirit uh, that is even on rebellious human beings. 
God said, I'm not going to leave you in that state. I'm not going to leave you in that condition. I'm not going to leave you in that way because I understand just how hard it is. You see, we don't realize just how hard sin really is. We don't realize that when we play with sin, we're simply playing with death. And God understands that sin is horrible. Sin is something like, it's like, um, it's like, um, it's like cement. You play in it too long, you get stuck. And getting you out isn't an easy task. You have to get a chisel and you have to get a drill and you have to get some hard artillery. And sometimes we allow ourselves to get in situations where we end up stuck. And then when God try to get us out, we ache and we pain and we cry because we can't understand why God is allowing this to happen to me. Well, baby, you brought it on yourself because you played around with it too long and now you've got stuck. And God is saying, in order for me to get you unstuck, I have to get a drill. I have to allow some hard stuff to come your way. I have to allow situations to unfold. I have to allow allow stuff to just get in your mind and get you to a place where you can't sleep at night uh, laying awake at night can't sleep at night maybe just maybe God is trying to tell you something and all this time uh, God is trying to stop you from going down that road but for whatever reason uh, we feel as if we have it together and we find ourselves stuck And we just want the easy way out. But let me just help you out tonight, family of God. Uh, There is no easy way out of sin. Um, Something had to die. Uh, Just ask Adam and Eve uh, in the garden uh, when they sinned. uh, And they tried to fix it by themselves uh, by clothing themselves with fig leaves. Uh, But God said, no, no, my babies. Uh, No, no, my children. Uh, That's not how you fix a sin problem. Something has to die. Uh, You don't believe me? Let's ask Abraham. Abraham, come here, Abraham. I need you to take your son up on this mountain. And I need you to lay him down as a sacrifice. We have to understand that something had to die. But I thank God that he steps in when he steps in. That because Abraham took his son up on that mountain, symbolizing his obedience unto our God, that God said, I got another way for you, Abraham. Come here. Jesus uh, let me talk to you for a few minutes uh, I have some children down there on planet earth uh, I have some boys and girls uh, some young men and some young women uh, that are down there stuck uh, in their mess uh, and I need you to go down there uh, and help them out uh, but instead of Jesus uh, taking the chisel to you uh, instead of Jesus uh, taking the drill to you uh, instead of Jesus uh, taking the hammer to you uh, he took it upon himself uh, he took all the sin uh, of the world on himself uh, and because of his death uh, now we are set free uh, because of what he did on Calvary's cross up now we are set free up and I'm so glad uh, that although I was stuck uh, that Jesus came along uh, and set me free uh, now I can walk right now I can talk right now I can live right now I can hold my head up high now I can do what God has called me to do because I'm no longer stuck
because of what God has done. And so we understand that there is a plan that God has already set some things up a long time ago uh, because Leviticus simply reminds us uh, in the Leviticus 26 uh, uh, verse 11 and I will set my tabernacle among you uh, and my soul shall not uh, uh, harbor you uh, and I will walk among you uh, I will be your God uh, and you shall be uh, my people. God has always wanted to have a relationship with his creation I love him I love him for that I love him that even though I've messed up I can always go to him I can always call on him I can always turn to him even though I fall short that God don't look at it as a bad thing he said you know what this is just another opportunity for me to show him just how good I am so when I mess up although it hurts God it pains God it makes him feel some kind of way but at the same time he take all of my mess ups and all of my brokenness and he said I'm going to use it to make a way of your escape. I'm going to use it to show you just how good I am. So what a precious what a precious overview of God. This loving God who cares for us. He said I will not abhor you. You are very abhorrent but I will not abhor you. You don't even have the capability to reach out for me, but I will not abhor you. You don't even know how to come to me, but I'm not going to abhor you. Even though you don't even have it in your, in, in, in your psyche to call on me. But I'm going to reach out to you. Hebrews 2 verse 11 for both he that sanctifies and, and, and they who are sanctified are all of one for which cause he is not ashamed to call you and I brothers and sisters. He goes on to say in Hebrews 2 verse 12 saying, I will declare thy name unto my brethren and in the midst of the church will I sing praises unto thee. That's why I love him. That's why I can't turn on him right now. Because God has done so much. He has proven himself time and time again. How much he loves us. How much he cares for us. How much he wants to spend time with us. He said, listen, my way is in the sanctuary. Psalm, Psalms remind us, as I've been saying all night long, uh, uh, Psalm 77 verse 13. Thy way, O God, is in the sanctuary. Who is so great a God as our God? Uh, his ways is in the sanctuary. You see, we cannot understand his ways. They are higher than our ways. So he said, let them make me a sanctuary so my ways can be displayed before them by me dwelling amongst them. You see, the true searcher of the sanctuary will discover that God's way is in the sanctuary. That God's way will dealing with sinners is, is is found in the sanctuary how he handles it it's in the sanctuary what he thinks of sin is found in the sanctuary and how he's gonna bring an end to the sin problem is found right there in the midst of the sanctuary 
Let me dwell amongst them so I can show them since they're not getting it from a distance and they're not they're not getting it from my servants. They're not getting it uh, uh, from the fact uh, 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 that I've sent some priests and some prophets and even the priests and the prophets, as we discovered earlier, uh, uh, have gotten beside themselves. And you know how it is. You get a little position. uh, uh, You think you've made it. You think you got it all. And and God has to do a snapback with them. He has to bring you back to reality and have to let let you know uh, that it's not about what you are doing. It's about what I'm trying to do through you. And you are simply in the way of, of what I'm trying to do through you. So I may have to just move you out the way uh, because you are in the way uh, of what I'm trying to do through you. I'm trying to draw people to me uh, because I'm trying to dwell with my people. I'm trying to spend time with my people. I'm trying to hang out a little bit with my people and you are in the way. So all of God's ways of emotional and spiritual content, you will find right there in the sanctuary. God knows exactly what we need before we are in need of it. God knows exactly what we need before we're even in need of it. And that's why uh, we look at the sanctuary as a description, as it is given that the sanctuary had at least two apartments. We understand the the holy and the most holy. And every time we enter uh, into that place, uh, uh, there are some things that we need to understand. You see, there is a veil uh, uh, that separated the outside into uh, the courtyard. And it was blue, purple, and scarlet. And after the veil uh, was the altar of sacrifice. And, and, and that is then, then uh, there is the laver. And then we went through another veil. Uh, uh, and, 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 and we went into uh, uh, the first apartment. And on the left side, we see... Uh, the candlesticks and on the right side we see the table of showbread and then there is another veil and the altar of incense is right there in front of that veil and through the last veil was the Shekinah glory where the father had his throne and dwelt amongst his people it was in that place right there that God is trying to draw us to it wasn't in the outer court it wasn't in the in the holy place while all of that is good. While all of that is great, um, I thank God for the courtyard. I thank God for the sacrifice. Um, I thank God uh, for the labor and for the cleansing and and for washing me and for taking good care of me. I thank God uh, for the holy place. Um, I thank him for the showbread. I thank him for feeding me and being my bread uh, uh, when I'm hungry and my water when I'm thirsty. Uh, I thank him for being the candlestick. Uh, I thank him for shedding light on me. I thank him for giving me knowledge I thank him uh, for the prayers of the incense. Uh, I thank him for that. But oh, uh, when we enter into the most holy, that's where God is trying to draw us. Uh, That's where God wants to spend time with us. While we appreciate all of that, uh, it's in the most holy place uh, that God is trying to draw us to. uh, Because that is where uh, the mercy seat sits. Uh, That's where the throne of God resides. Uh, It is in the most holy place uh, that God is trying to get us to come on in uh, just a little bit closer. Uh, Come on in uh, just a little bit closer. I need you in the most holy. I need you in the most holy. Oh yes, I thank God uh, for the debt. I thank God I say it all the time because see it's the courtyard where Jesus died. It was in the most holy where he ascended to make intercession for you and for me. But oh it's in the most holy 
where he will come out down to this earth to claim his own, never to sin no more. I look for that day. What about you, my family? Oh, I thank God for the most holy. I thank God for covering. I thank God for the ark of the testament. It was also in there. Uh, the way to the father was depicted in the sanctuary. Leading us straight to the heart of God. Oh, I thank him. And so we came, the sinner came with their sacrifice and with their lamb. And the lamb which represented Christ, uh, uh, he confessed uh, his sins upon the lamb which was the sacrifice. And the blood was taken by the priest and sprinkled on the altar of incense. And he kept uh, the candles burning and the bread was replaced each Sabbath. Uh, and step by step process as the sinner was, but was a, was a, a benefit as they came closer as they came closer and closer and closer to God the bread was Jesus the bread of life and the veil was the flesh of Christ that's why the Bible says uh, that on the day that Christ was crucified uh, there was a darkening that came over the land uh, the sky got black there was a, a mighty earthquake and the Bible says uh, that those that were sleeping in their graves uh, came out of their graves uh, and then when you turn to the temple uh, when you turn to the sanctuary the bible says that the curtains uh, was torn from top to bottom uh, signifying that nobody went in there and tore themselves up and i thank god because we understand uh, that that gave us direct access uh, to the throne of god uh, but it also reminds us uh, that the flesh uh, that christ's body was torn uh, he was torn uh, he was bruised uh, for our iniquity he was chastised uh, God went through all of that uh, just so that you and I can have direct access uh, to his throne. God is trying to get back with us. He's trying to get us back close to him. So as we travel through uh, this process, we see all that God is doing to get us ready for that day when he comes. Everything about the sanctuary, every step we take is to draw us closer to him. He's washing us. He's cleansing us. He's, he's, he, he's giving us his knowledge. He says, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. He's feeding us the bread of life. He's letting us know that these things need to take place in your life. Because when you get to the most holy, when you get inside of the most holy and you get to the throne of God. If you have not gone through point A to get to point B, if you try to jump to point C, you will disintegrate in his presence because we have to understand that sin cannot stand in the presence of an awesome God. And what happens when you go through this process as you make your way through the sanctuary, you in actuality becoming what Christ is calling you to be. Now when you stand before the throne of God, 
they're not seeing you. God is not seeing you standing there, but he's seeing a reflection of, of his son. Why? Because you passed every station that represents Christ. And now you have become what Christ has called you to be. Now you've been cleaned. You've been baptized. You've been washed up. You've been purified. Now you don't think like you used to think. You don't walk like you used to walk. You don't go where you used to go. You don't do the things that you used to do. I wish I had some help right there. You don't talk like you used to talk. You don't move like you used to move. Now you are a child of God and now you are a representative of Jesus. So when Jesus stands up, when God looks at you, now he don't see you in your mess. Now he don't see you in your frailties. Now he don't see you in all of your inabilities. He don't see you with all of your best clothes on, with your best righteousness because we already just said it's nothing but filthy rags. So when God looks at you as you approach the sanctuary because you've gone by each station, because you've experienced each station, now when you stand there, now God don't see you. He see his son. He see his son and what his son went through. That's why he took all of our sins. He took all of our faults. And I thank God for being a good God. I thank him for taking my faults and placing them on himself because if it was up to me, if it was up to me, I would be lost in a world of sin. But because of what Christ done, because of what Christ has done, I can now stand here a free man, free from the old ways, free from alcohol, free from drugs, free from lying, and free from cheating, and free from backbiting, and free from whoremongering, free from doing all of those things that kept me at disadvantage to God's glory. Now God said, when I see you, I see my glory. Now when I see you, I see him. Help me, Lord. When I see you, I see my presence. When I see you, I see my attitude. When I see you, I see my disposition. When I see you now, I see something greater. I see something that I know you shouldn't be, but I see something greater. I see something that is worth dying for. So when God sees us, he don't see us as we should be. He sees us for who he has already made us out to be. Thank you, God. And let me finish up with this right here. We understand that in Psalms uh, 68, we said that uh, the ancient on high, thou has led captivity the captive. Thou has received gifts for men, yea, for the rebellious also. Not just for those that are in the church. Not just for those that have confessed. This is also for those that don't know they are in, 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 in cement. These are for, this is also for those that don't realize that they stuck. For the Lord God came and dwelt among them. And he showed himself. Leviticus puts it like this. And I will set my tabernacle among you. And my soul shall not abhor you. I will be right there with you through every step of the way. And so God has always wanted to have this intimate relationship with his people. Let them make a sanctuary that I may dwell among them. There is Jesus. He is the way and the glory 
which is in the sanctuary. And Jesus says, I have given them that glory. What is that glory? That they may be one as we are one. That's why we do what we do. That's why we live the way we live. That's why we don't go to certain places. Because we are one with Christ. That's why we don't indulge ourselves in certain things. I know, I get it, I understand. But God says, you are now a part of me. As I am one with my Father, I have now, through the sanctuary, have made you one with me. So when they see you, they in actuality, they see me. And that's what I love about it. Because I don't have to worry about it anymore. And the truth of the matter is, my brothers and sisters, when you go about it God's way, when you trust God to be your leader and your example, those things that, that, used, to cream, that, that used to cry out to you, they don't cry anymore. I'm going to close with this testimony. I remember when I was struggling trying to get my life right with Christ. And I remember at home one day it seemed like everything was going good until about 4.30, 5.30 towards the evening. And it seemed like the streets was literally calling me. Oh, yeah. It seemed like, I, you know, it seemed like the darker it got, the louder it became. To where eventually I found myself going back out there. And it was literally a struggle. But oh, when I started hearing God, and when I started resisting, it wasn't easy. It wasn't easy. I don't want to paint a picture like it just happened overnight. Oh, no, we're talking, we talking some struggles. But the more I stay consistent with my Jesus, the more I continue to trust him, the more I began to tell friends no, to eventually I had to relocate. God said, I got you. And so now I don't hear those voices. They don't call me. I'm going to tell you why they don't call me. Because <laughs> they know what I'm coming with. See, this thing about the enemies and demons and spirits, they're real. Yeah, no, nah, no, nah, they don't call me to come out there no more. No, nah, no, nah, because when I come, I'm coming with it. Uh, you can bet to believe I'm coming with it. I don't run. I ain't scared. I ain't worried about it because I know where my help comes from. He has proven to me time and time again. So I don't know what you're going through. I don't know who's listening and who's watching. I don't know who's viewing. But what I want you to know is that when you turn it over to Jesus, he'll take care of it. All he wants is to spend time with you. He wants to spend time with you. And he showed us through his sanctuary. 
We can go all the way through the Bible, and everything is about God wanting to spend time with you. Why do you think we're going to heaven? To spend time with God. <laughs> it's not rocket science. He just wants you. But do you want him? Do you want him? Because he's given up everything for you. What are you willing to give up for him? Loving Lord, our God and our Father, we thank you so much for what has transferred and transferred and uh, that happened in here tonight, that transpired in here tonight. We thank you for covering us and thank you for keeping us. Thank you for holding us. Thank you for just being a God that loves us. And, and you still, even in 2021, uh, want to spend time with us. Help us, God, to make time for you. And help us to spend time with you, God. Help us to love you like you love us. But when we get to heaven, what a day of rejoicing that will be. We'll be so glad. We'll be so excited. Father, forgive us again of our sins, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Can we put our hands together and bless the name of the Lord? He's a good God. If you have a gift, a, 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 a love offering you want to leave behind, we have our deacon at the door to receive that. Again, we want to thank you online for taking time out to spend with us. Um, if you want to uh, continue to follow us, amen, just continue to go to our um, Facebook page, our YouTube page, um, and there you will find us to stay in touch with what is going on here at the top. Thank you again. God bless you, and have a blessed rest of the evening. <laughs>